3: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
0: Hello, and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese, And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about crepes. Yes, crepes. Also fun with pronunciation. Oh my goodness. Why do we always
1: do this to ourselves? I don't know. The other option you floated was lootfisk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we were in we were in dire straits no matter what. Yeah. Annie was like, Oh, this is gonna be another fun with French one. And I was like, as opposed to the lootfisk episode, which is going to be easy sailing pronunciation wise. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm fun to return to that one because I was you know, oh, when we yeah. choose these episodes we kind of do some base.
0: Some like preliminary. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed
1: really interesting. Um, what made you was there anything that brought crepes to mind?
0: Gosh, was there? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> no, I was uh I was vaguely uh Googling around um looking at different um holiday-related dishes because I'm like, ah, it's December, there's mm-hmm. like holidays or something. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we should do some kind of holiday-themed dish, I guess. Um, and <laughs> yes, uh, and then I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not sure if 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 crepes are still particularly or if, if if it's like actually like a like a Christmas like winter holiday thing right. or like this end of the winter holidays in France and elsewhere, or if it's really more like after the New Year. But either way. I was like, "That sounds delicious. I want to eat those." So let's read about them for a while.
1: Yes, um, I do love. I love some crepes, and also, oh yeah. Um, as Lauren and I discussed, this is similar to poutine, um, where we're saying it in the sort of American, American.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> crepes. Yeah, it's yes. a very American pronunciation. Um, we we actually just had a had a staff meeting. Right before this over Zoom and uh, unbeknownst to me, there was a French lady on the call who was coming to speak about some 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 stuff. And uh, (laughs) and so and our our boss will like kind of called on me before the meeting started and was like, oh, Lauren, how you doing? What are you looking into today? And I was like, crepes. And Uh man, (laughs) if I had known if I had known that there was an actual French speaking human from France (laughs) on the call. I would have made oh. a vague attempt to say <laughs> crepes. Because I think, I think that that's a crep. Yeah, is like the way that you should say it. Mm-hmm. That's not what I did. Man, that always
1: happens when you're... I don't know. You're just not anticipating. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> Surely. <No>. And then. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I have... I've had many crepes um, when I was in France. So many. I bought so many from, like, street cart vendors. I'd usually get the um, Nutella banana.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one, Mm. good one.
1: Or sometimes I would go savory with the ham and cheese. I liked those, too. Um, And I was once fortunate enough to go to the Cannes Film Festival. Ooh. And there was a whole rue de la crepe. Oh, um, <laughs> and I looked this up because me and my my then boyfriend, we got such a huge kick out of this. um, And we kind of like jokingly be like, let's go to Rue de la Crepe. Um, and I couldn't find that it existed. But I think it's because it was a it's not really a road. It was kind of just like an alley <laughs> that okay. you walked through. And it just was all these creperies. Um, but it. There was a sign that said Rue de la Crêpe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was
0: temporary. Yeah, maybe it was there specially for can. Or yeah, yeah, it
1: was delicious. I had many, many a delicious crepe
0: uh, uh, on Rue de la Crêpe. That's great. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the one of the many great things about them is that they're they can be quite light. Yes, they can be. So you can eat quite a number of them. <laughs>
1: I love the human brain, how it works that way. Yeah. That's not that much. I'll just eat 100. Yeah. Um, Duh. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I guess kind of speaking of, as always, I was thinking about Seinfeld in conjunction with whatever topic we're talking about. Sure. As you do. Oh, of course. And there (laughs) is an episode about crepes among many things. Because as I was remembering this episode, I was like, wow, a lot happened in that episode. But... (laughs) One of the plot lines was about crepes, and Jerry accidentally, like, put this whole family out of commission um, where they they owned this crepe chain called, I think, Magic Crepe, And, and he felt bad, so he, like, helped supply some employees to keep it running, and they accidentally rolled the crepes too tightly, And so when everyone was cutting into them, they exploded hot liquid (laughs) into their face and then I think put them out of business. Oh,
0: well. The dangers of the (laughs) crepe. The dangers of the... I've personally never seen such a thing happen, but... I think it would... I think there's some suspension of disbelief there. (laughs) For sure. All right, cool. They were
1: rolled (laughs) very tightly. Also... I thought of creepy paper from what we do in the shadows (laughs) Uh? because I, when I was doing my searches, I kept getting crepe paper. paper. Sure. (laughs) Yes. And there's a joke in the show, what we do in the shadows about how Nandor the relentless, uh, believes it's called creepy paper. So he thinks it's.
0: So he really wants it. Yeah. 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 He's like, no, get all of the creepy paper. It's creepy. We're creepy. Let's get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Which I adore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're actually coming back to crepe paper later, uh, but... (laughs) Yes.
1: Um, Before that, uh, as we get into this, you can see our past episodes on pancakes, Nutella, maple syrup, bananas, whipped cream, cheese. A lot of things go
0: in and on crepe, so... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think... My favorite crepe that I've ever had was a savory one with um with scallops in like this like mushroom cream sauce Ooh. um like mushroom cream white wine sauce uh out in San Francisco I believe at a restaurant called the Crepe House I think so um oh, that and so good. it was so good I think I had only ever had a, a sweet crepes to b- before that and oh. so this was just like a revelation in any number of ways wow and you know like i said i'd i'd gotten some scallops
1: after that episode we did on them mm. but my my craving's not gone
0: like oh. it's still hanging on <laughs> it's like no that was really good i would like some more i would like all the scallops now <laughs> yes. yeah that's still that is always how i feel about scallops i'm like i'm like well so i've had like 3 what about if i had 9 more that's that's about where I am. That's about where I am.
1: <laughs> but all right, I guess okay. this brings us to our question. Sure. Okay.
0: Crepes. What are they? Well, uh, crepes are a type of a large, thin, flat pancake that's that's tender and delicate and and just golden brown um, and just crisp on the outer edges to serve and or eat you um you fold them up either plain or around any number of fillings they can be served room temperature or warm or hot with sweet or savory spreads or fillings of any degree of fanciness from like a Simple, like swipe of butter and a dust of sugar with just a spritz of lemon juice, um, or maybe like a little bit of a cooked protein and vegetable, like a yeah, like like maybe a ham and spinach, a sprinkle of cheese in there. Um, two wildly intricate concoctions with fancy sauces and jams and spreads and ingredients and toppings and tableside flambes and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they're they're like a large, unfluffy pancake. Um, that that is that is excellent, like a <laughs> like a like a really good big unfluffy pancake. Um, or uh, I thought of this one, and then I was like, oh man, am am I gonna get in trouble? Uh, they're like if one of those wraps that you've gotten at like any like American like mall stand made with like a big old flour tortilla, like one of those like twelve inch. Plus flour mm-hmm. tortillas, if that was actually ever good. <laughs> and this is when I'm like, oh, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I'm I'm glad it, I'm glad you like things. <laughs> oh, you know.
1: They get the job done, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> get what you're saying.
0: <laughs> A good crepe is far superior. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, cre crepes though are are, are pretty simple, which is part of the draw, really. Um. Uh, the batter is just butter, flour, either uh, wheat or buckwheat. Egg and milk, um, possibly other liquids in there, too. Mixed up thin, um, like the consistency of like a like whipping cream or something. Um, And then uh, you pour like an almost translucent layer of batter, um, pour and spread that on a hot cooking surface and then uh, carefully flip to brown both sides. And that's it. I'm I'm nervous about trying. I've never tried to make crepes. Um, oh, no. And given your given your reticence about pancakes mm. and I've I've heard that mm. crepes are easier, but the flipping part is concerning to me.
1: Crepes are easier.
0: Huh? That's what I've read.
1: OK, well, I, OK, maybe because it's you got the middle part. OK. The thicker middle <laughs> part. I'm I'm dubious, but all right. Uh, I'm also I'll dubious. Give it a, give it
0: a try. But yeah, yeah a um, Well, there's a lot of really great guides out there. Um, I read a really good one. Um, of course, on Serious Eats by uh, J Kenji Lopez Alt. Um, he wrote a really good one. And um, uh, oh, there's there's one other maybe in the Guardian that was great. Anyway, yes. Um, because crips are so flat. Um, and meant to be right, right tender. And just a little bit of crisp around the edges there. Um, you do want to cook them like hot and fast on a surface that retains heat well, like a cast iron or carbon steel. They cook in just a couple minutes. Um, and they can be cooked on any uh, broad, flat-ish surface from like a griddle to a large pan. So there are lots of specialty devices available, um, including like portable gas or electric griddles that are specially designed for crepes to to pans that look inverted. Um, you pour the batter Onto the slightly convex side, yeah. Oh, um, okay, and that that helps the batter spread and and get those kind of lacy edges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the word crepe, by the way, uh, uh, relatedly comes from an old French word for a for a, for a ruff or a frill. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, makes make sense. Makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> there there are some um are some tricks for uh, getting getting the lightness that you want out of out of the uh the final product include um including using a little bit of sparkling water or even sparkling wine or beer in your batter in place of some of the dairy for the for the bubbles yeah oh interesting okay yeah um and i've read uh that they're often served with hard cider in brittany um which i understand is traditionally drank from these like shallow ceramic bowls that's how i've had it served anyway in Craperies, so huh. I don't think I've ever had it that way, but I think most
1: of my crepe experiences have been from carts or on Rue de la Crepe, which <laughs> we don't know how authentic it was. Yeah.
0: Huh. <laughs> um, goodness. Uh and I did want to put in a note here that um there are all kinds of crepe like flatbread-type things in all kinds of cultures around the world. Um, Those are not what we're talking about today. Hopefully, we will get to many more of them in the future because very frequently those are exactly what I want to (laughs) eat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard with ones like this where it's like 10 different other things are related or brought up in the conversation often. And you know the history is, yeah, related. But But. also you can't have a (laughs) 20-hour... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, or I mean, I guess we could. We could. I, Nothing's I stopping us. close. Oh, well, right, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just hard to be like, only this one, because you know yeah. the history is Focus. related. But also, yeah, it deserves its own, a whole own thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, what about the nutrition?
0: Well, it really depends. Um... Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, a single a single crepe on its own is, you know, still like made of like flour dough, which probably and like butter, which like probably puts it in the treat category. And probably most of the fillings that you put into it push it further into the treat category. Yeah, but treats are nice. They are nice. Crepes are very nice.
1: They are very, extremely, wonderfully nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we do have some numbers for you, but they were hard to hard to find.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. So I have, like, one number for you. It's in here somewhere. Stick with me for a second. Um, uh, Crips have historically been a special occasion food um, because they take a little bit of doing. Um, and for a long time, uh, flour- and some of the sweet stuff that you would put in it were, were expensive. Um, but in France, there is one holiday that they're perhaps most associated with, which is uh, La Chandelure. Yeah, Annie's giving me the nod of approval. Cool, yeah. cool, I'll go with it, La Chandelure. <laughs> um, known in English as Candlemas. Um, Candlemas? I don't know. I'm, I, I, I didn't grow up with Christianity. Um, uh, but it's also widely known as the Day of the Crepe. Um, this occurs 40 days after Christmas Eve, a.k.a. February 2nd, and uh, apparently commemorates the presentation of uh, Jesus at the temple in Jerusalem. And there are all kinds of traditions and superstitions around crepes on this day. But more more on that one later, too. <laughs> yes,
1: I'm very excited about that. I actually had never heard of this, and now I'm like, well, why have I not been having grapes on February 2nd? I, <laughs> Right? To rectify this. (laughs) There's a day for it? Heck yeah, I'm in. Exactly. And we'll talk a little bit about that day and the traditions around it in the history section.
0: We will. uh, But first, we're going to get into a quick break for a word from our sponsor.
1: This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth.
2: Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment
3: Funds. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of time outs, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT and T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT and T Fiber. Live like a Gaginian. There. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited availability in select areas. Visit atnt.com slash hypergig for details.
1: And we're back. Thank you, sponsor.
4: Yes, thank you.
1: So, pretty much every civilization has had some form of flat cake. Yeah. Um, A liquid batter cooked on a flat, heated surface. And many of them date back to ancient times. Mm Mm-hmm. Experts analyzed 30,000-year-old grains that suggest our ancestors were making something similar to this article I was reading it in was a pancake, uh, which I believe okay. we discussed in our pancake episode. Sure. Um, but they also mentioned crepes. Um, though the result of what they were making was probably much closer to hardtack than what we would think of as a pancake or crepe today. But
0: Sure, yeah. Something more cracker-like and not like a nice fluffy cracker, like a like a sustenance cracker. <laughs> a sustenance cracker, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. But the, but the, you know, beginnings were, yeah. There. The idea, the idea is there,
1: yes. And so, specifically, crepes. Uh, as always, the history is a bit murky. Um, but popular French folklore goes that crepes were a so-called happy accident <laughs> <laughs> in the 13th century, after a housewife in Brittany um in France accidentally tipped over some buckwheat porridge that was cooking in a kettle onto a flat cooking stone in the fire voila crepes yeah sure i guess i don't know i feel like if i had an accident like that i mean i guess i would try to salvage it oh yeah i think i wouldn't have succeeded i guess but
0: uh. i it's a it's, it's a nice bit of folklore it is a nice bit of
1: folklore and it is very popularly told. Um, but yeah, looking into this, historians do point out that in Brittany, buckwheat, the traditional crepe ingredient, is successfully grown where wheat is not so successfully grown. And buckwheat had been introduced to Brittany from the East in the 12th century. So, you know, maybe that's a nice story, but perhaps the timing is correct.
0: Um, yeah. mystery is history.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. However, some timelines do place crepes earlier than that. For instance, uh, the Jour des Crepes, or the Day of the Crepes, is often traced to 472 CE after French Catholic pilgrims gifted crepes to Pope Gelasio I when paying Rome a visit for Candlemas, or Day of the Crepes, or Jour des Crepes, (laughs) whatever you would like to call it. Mm Mm-hmm. Nowadays in France and Belgium the day of the crepes and candlemass are synonymous um and crepes are a part of it representing coins or the sun.
0: Yeah, um I I I've also read that maybe it was that the the there was a pope who was gifting crepes to the pilgrims who were making this pilgrimage when they got there. I'm not entirely sure. Um at any rate, yeah, um this festival and the food also have ties to um to pagan pre-spring festivals of fertility and prosperity. Um, see above, re the coins and the sun kind of symbolism that you get from the big round golden crepe. Um, so let's get into some of these traditions though. Um, there are a few around candles. Yeah. Um, like if you carry a candle from home to church without it going out, then you will definitely live through the year like you're chill. <laughs> um, but if- it's wax only drips down one side during the journey. A loved one will die that year. Oh no. Oh no. I know. Right. Mm-hmm. Candle-related mm-hmm. anxiety. I already have candle-related anxiety. I'm like, who gave me this live fire? No one I should do, do that.
1: Too. Those like Christmas Eve candle lighting ceremonies. I've been scared of them for
0: years. <laughs> I'm so bad with lighters, you guys. Anyway. Um <laughs> uh but okay, but about crepes. Again, ostensibly a food show. Um, you have your crepe meal in the evening that day, um, and you're supposed to make your crisps with uh, last year's flour in anticipation of the coming spring harvest. And this is hypothetically, like, part of the point, like, the practical part of it, um, like, using up extra stores to make way for fresh supplies. But it's also, yeah, like, part of the superstition. Um, you also, I've read, uh, keep the first crip you make, like, in a drawer or on top of your wardrobe, until next year for prosperity. How how do crepes keep? <laughs> I mean, they would just dry out like a like a cracker and just kind of hang out there. Okay. All right. I I've definitely like pulled a box of matzo from the back of my cupboard and been like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure which year I bought this. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Just fine. Okay.
1: I also read you're meant to flip the crepe with your right hand while holding a coin in your left hand to ensure you'll be happy and wealthy in the coming year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I read that too. And I think that you, part of it is that you have to land the crepe back in the pan correctly for it to count. This feels like a lot of pressure. (laughs) I I
1: mean, we're already nervous about making the crepes and candles and now... (laughs) Oh, dear.
0: (laughs) Uh, I ran across really delightful photographs of, like, tiny children, like like six-year-olds, like, expertly flipping crips in a pan. So, it it must be easier than we feel could possibly be true.
1: Or we are clumsier than a six-year-old. I... I can
0: neither confirm nor deny this statement.
1: (laughs) Just saying there are multiple ways to interpret this information.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: In either case. (laughs) Please write in and let us know, listeners, if you know about any of this stuff, if you've done any of this stuff. We love this kind of thing, so oh
0: absolutely and and I'm and I and I really hope that we're not coming off as dismissive or um or amused in like a in like a mean way like we're yeah. we're amused in a delighted way and yes. just we we are uncultured in this particular segment of culture and so yeah yes. yeah if 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 you if you know more than us, definitely let us know
1: yeah. I do all kinds of stuff like this. And I think we've talked about a lot of the traditions we do that have very similar superstitions. It's Uh legitimate fascination and love. So, yes. Um, So, the French bought crepes with them when they colonized parts of North America. And in many of those areas, crepes are still a mainstay. And I thought it was interesting because there were several articles I found that were specific to um, the Middle West of the U.S., like North west united states and it uh, is i guess canadian french influence
0: sure yeah 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 no makes make makes sense from you know the the borders of what was canada versus um uh what would become the united states um because that was that was back in the mm, 1500s so there was lots of time yeah. then where the, all the borders were non-existent too wobbly um yes uh yes. the word crypt entered the english language uh, first, meaning the paper around yeah. 1797, um, and only later, like a whole century almost later, around 1877, meaning the flat pancake. Um, although similar dishes by similar names were appearing in English language cookbooks from like the 1300s. So, oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Creepy paper's been around that long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nandor surely would have run into it before that dollar store or wherever it was that they were. <laughs> oh, Nandor. <laughs> um, speaking of
1: uh, France and perhaps the love of the French, um, Thomas Jefferson, that guy, was a fan huh. of something called pen Um He had a recipe sent to his French maitre d'hôtel, um, though this recipe didn't have a leavener, so what he was oh, having huh. was probably more of what we would call a crepe. Huh. Yeah. Um, and this is true in a lot of pancake histories, that before leaveners were pretty widely available, commercially made, um, probably a lot of pancakes were... Were flat. Yeah. Much Absolutely. more crepe-like. Yes. Um... Perhaps the most famous crepe presentation, crepe Suzette, uh, rose to fame in 20th century Paris, and these were traditionally prepared in front of guests to dazzle them. Hmm. Yes, according to Merriam-Webster, the name first appeared in print in 1922. But like pretty much everything we talk about, there are a few stories about how this one was first created. One of the most popular goes that it was also a happy accident (laughs) Uh um, precipitated by a clumsy 14-year-old assistant waiter named Henri Carpentier at the Maidre at Mont-Carlos Café de Paris in 1895. Um, And a very happy accident indeed because he was preparing a dessert for the then Prince of Wales and future King Edward VII of England, as Ah. the story goes. And so we do have some words from the man himself. Yes, yes. Yes. In his 1934 memoir, Life a la Henri, being the memories of Henri Carpentier, Carpentier wrote, It was quite by accident as I worked in front of a chafing dish that the cordials caught fire. I thought I was ruined. The prince and his friends were waiting. How could I begin all over? I tasted it. It was, I thought, the most delicious melody of sweet flavors I had ever tasted. I still think so. (laughs) That accident of the flame was precisely what was needed to bring all those various instruments into one harmony of taste. He ate the pancakes with a fork, but he used a spoon to capture the remaining syrup. He asked me the name of that which he had eaten with so much relish. I told him it was to be called Crepes Princess. He recognized that the pancakes controlled the gender <laughs> and that this was a compliment designed for him, but he protested with mock ferocity that there was a lady present. She was alert and rose to her feet, and holding her little skirt wide with her hand, she made him a curtsy. Will you, said his majesty, change Crepe's princess to Crepe's Suzette? Thus was born and baptized this confection, one taste of which I really believe would reform a cannibal into a civilized gentleman. <laughs> the next day, I received a present from the prince, a jeweled ring, a Panama hat, and a cane. <laughs> Interesting.
0: That is delightful. Um, and if y'all have never heard of uh, Crepe Suzette, um, it's, uh, yeah, um, it's it's got this, this kind of like caramelized a sauce of sugar and butter with some kind of citrus juice and zest usually orange and then maybe a little bit of orange liqueur in there um flambéed tableside so yeah yes yes sure. furthermore uh i mean other i mean that cracks me up that's a beautiful recounting of an event um but it also if anyone else ever watched a lot of DuckTales as a kid or modernly uh Cape Suzette still really gets me every time well I don't know what that is but I love it (laughs) oh it's just the name of the place they're they're in Cape Suzette oh yeah that's great (laughs) yeah
1: Okay, so when white wheat flour became more affordable and widely available in the 20th century, so too did white wheat crepes. Um, As the ingredients used to cook crepes evolved, the cooking methods and tools did too. From cast iron skillets over a fireplace to hot plates heated by gas
0: or later electricity. Uh, And I think that the first portable gas stove uh, hot plates meant for crepes were released in 1949 from what's now the brand uh Krampus Maybe uh, K-R-A-M-P-O-U-Z. Yeah, uh, which means pancakes, um uh in the Brittany dialect. Uh yeah. Uh the um the invention apparently came after this electrician dude had his sister-in-law be like, Hey, so I've got this cast iron to make crepes on, but I don't have a hearth in my new place, so can you can you come up with some kind of heating solution for me to use this cast iron to make crepes? And he was like, yeah, sure. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the 1950s,
1: Nordic Ware, who we talked about in the Bunt cake, yeah. cake episode, Bunt um, Pan, Bunt Cake episode, began manufacturing a crepe pan in the US. The product came with several crepe recipes to help American cooks who might be unfamiliar with French cooking.
0: Um, the first electric crepe maker debuted in 1971, also from uh, the aforementioned Creme Plus. Um, notably, all of their products were aimed at professionals, though, up until the early 1980s. Huh. Then in the 19, like late 80s, early 90s, um, chains of creperies... Began spreading around the United States, especially in these um, fast service situations like mall and festival food courts. Yes,
1: Um, and in two thousand one, French trained Japanese pastry chef Emi Wada further popularized crepes in the U.S. with her meal crepe cake that she debuted at her bakery in New York City. Um, The name translates to um, a thousand layers or a thousand pages or a thousand leaves. Um, It's actually about
0: 20 layers of crepe
1: with pastry cream in between them.
3: Oh,
0: it's a really lovely thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, And then in 2019, a uh, physicist and a fluid dynamicist teamed up to publish a paper in the journal Physical Fluid Reviews about how to get the perfect consistency out of your crepes at home in a frying pan, like uniformly thick, no lumps or holes, Um, so, so what they did was they analyzed how the liquid batter spreads and solidifies in a hot pan and then how the remaining liquid batter then interacts with the already solidified batter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, and basically, and this is another thing that you can look up if you would like to, um, uh, they, they concluded that you kind of tip and roll your wrist to cover the surface of the pan fully and then fill in any gaps. Um, and then kind of keep repeating that motion, sort of like a like a figure eight almost. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a tip and roll. A tip
1: and roll. I I know we've discussed it before, but this is one of my very favorite things. Um when you get a physicist and fluid dynamicist. <laughs>
0: I know, I look into crepes. <laughs> yeah, right? So great. <laughs> I think I think this was another another one. I think that the fluid dynamicist, like his wife was like, was like, why can I never get crepes perfect at home? Like, what's up with that? And he was like, I don't know. And she was like, you're a fluid dynamicist. You heckin' should know. And he was like, well, fine. <laughs> You've got me there. Let me get to work. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the daughters of these two families were very pleased about all the experimentation with crepes that occurred.
1: I would be as well. <laughs> I would be as well. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I think that's what
0: we have to say about crepes for now. Yes. Um, We do have some listener mail for you. Uh, but first, we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor.
3: AT&T Fiber Live Like a Gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details.
4: Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks,
1: Listener, man. I think that was pretty good.
0: <laughs> I guess only time will tell. Only time. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. We need to start a rankings list of our best and worst. Oh, ooh, oh, no. Ooh.
0: Oh, ying, ying, ying. Even um, the bad ones you can learn from. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I hope that the cat noises in the background are really setting it off. As I said to Annie during our commercial break that we took <laughs> during the break, there, um, I've I, I just gray cat is just hecking chaos cat today, and I and I don't know why he's just he wants to be everywhere at once, and he doesn't have opposable thumbs, so he can't operate doors, and he's mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, there's been a lot of motion from the cat. Uh, yeah, but you know. Sometimes we're all chaos cat.
0: <sighs> yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Words of wisdom.
0: Yep. Sometimes we are all chaos cat. Indeed. Indeed.
1: Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Connie wrote I'm in North Fort Myers, Florida, and we were looking for a wing place closer to us than our favorite place, which is about 10 miles away. I found one to try called It's Just Wings. We we ordered takeout and my husband went to get our order. When getting to the address, there was a Chili's. After searching the strip mall area not finding the wing place, he went into the Chili's to ask and there was a sign to a counter to pick up for It's Just Wings. He asked and they said it was just a sideline for Chili's. By the way, the wings were awful. Oh. <laughs> we'll continue to drive to our favorite wing place, Hog Bodies, a local place. <laughs> oh, wow. Chili's. Huh. Oh, wow. It's just wings. is such a funny name, too.
0: It's just wings. <laughs> it's just wings. It's just wings? <laughs> it's
1: just the wings part of our venue.
0: <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. I mean, a lesson was learned, but too bad the wings were bad. Wing Bad wings always make me sad.
0: Oh, sure, right? I mean, they are a little bit difficult to get, like, really good. hmm But.
1: Yeah. outright bad ones. wings are
0: so good. Oh, oh yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Kevin wrote, I've been a big fan of the pod since day one. Oh, thank you. Uh, You two are always so awesome about letting your personalities shine through. It's like having good friends in the car with me as I drive all over for work. Thanks for the company. You're welcome. Um, I had to pause the scallop episode to write in, uh, so I'm not sure if it comes up later. Uh, But please, Annie, give another listen to Lauren's description of the scallop. Many, many eyes, tentacles, unknown dark intentions. It's clearly a sea beholder. I adore the D&D sides that you two throw in. I am always down for more of them. Lauren, if this results in tragedy for the party, Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. no.
0: They are oh, in a watery no. environment
1: now. <laughs> oh, jeez. I love <laughs> unknown dark intentions, Kevin. That was a nice descriptor.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's... Well, I... D- th- Thank you. I'm glad I'm glad that this is this material is hitting for like literally anyone. <laughs> we go on these D&D tangents and I'm like, oh, heck, did we just lose everybody?" <laughs> Think you got it like four or
1: five people that are really into.
0: Oh, uh, so so I'm so so A, thank you. I'm really I'm really glad. Thank you so much for listening. Um, but B, oh man, like if there's any rule that I try so hard to follow, it's like never give your DM ideas. I
1: have <laughs> <laughs> the most excellent. I cannot wait
0: oh, no. for an
1: idea you all gave me, like, in the oh, like no. second session. And it's not going to come into fruition until, like, the end. And I'm so <laughs> excited. It's going to oh, be so heck. bad. <laughs> oh, heck. Yes, but you gave me an idea. <laughs> you did the thing, Lauren.
0: <laughs> I, uh... Well, I hey, it's a it's a creative environment. Um, mm. I'm I'm glad oh. that we're all uh, suffering together under your unwielding thumb. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, you know I'm so cruel, so cruel. No, it's gonna be really good. I think it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs>
0: oh, that's great. No, I'm super excited. And also, like, you are not incorrect. Like. Like, scallops definitely look like sea beholders. Um, yeah. If if y'all still have not uh, looked up what scallops look like when they're alive, do that. Yes. Highly recommend. Yeah. Highly recommend. Um, well,
1: thanks to both of these listeners for writing. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at
0: saberpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Bill and Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way.
2: Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Balboa Park! Give me a woo! Roller Coasters! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation
4: at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and Pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
3: Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could
1: be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end.